The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, if you can believe it, the 17th of November, 2018, I am just amazed how quick the weeks are going, especially near the end of the year. We got a snowstorm yesterday. Um, got us pretty good, too, but um, it's warming up more and more, and it'll be melting away, and tomorrow I'm carrying stones on that driveway no matter what, so I don't care. I'll put the cleats on, and away we go. Um, and I want to thank Steven San- Santangelo, too. I know a lot of people. He's been on this show quite a bit. We're going to have him back. He's doing a lot of traveling with his wife. But that guy is incredible, and I want to thank him once again. He just sent me a formula specifically for what I'm doing. So for any of you guys and girls out there that are carrying things outside in the cold, cold, lifting, you know, anything, snow, freezing temperatures. Well, he sent me a formula that specifically goes after the lungs. Um, I started it this morning, and it's going to be real interesting to see, but it also balances your colon and your liver out, too. And this guy is a master maker, let me tell you. So, and I'm not getting anything for this. I'm just trying to help everybody out. If you're out in these conditions like me all winter, Go out to Facebook and type in S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-A-N-T-A-N-G-E-L-O. Tell him I sent you um, and see what he can do for you. This guy is an incredible person, and he's been one hell of a friend to me, let me tell you. And I can't thank him enough. So thank you, Steve, and I appreciate it. Also, to stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and if you went out and looked at the FBC blog, I added a fourth one, and I'm not going to say it. I want you to go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, go out to my brand new blog post, read it, it is absolutely incredible. Also, too, speaking of that, we've got our product, Winners and Champions, Inc., 14 modules, which will change your life forever. Also, too, Prosperity Consciousness page there, too. $25, $50, $100. Send it because we could use the help with all what we're doing. Um, It goes right to my PayPal account, and it goes right into the businesses. It goes nowhere else. And let me tell you, most people are charging for shows. We won't do that because I'd like people to buy the products and give and invest in the company. Um, That's the way I want to do it. That's the way I want to keep it. But, you know, it's like everything. Things change. And we've got over a 1,000 shows out there, and there's nobody out there like us. I don't care who it is. I hear this one, that one, this one. You gotta, I don't have to listen to anybody. We're ourselves. We're authentic, and that's what we do. And in my opinion, of course, it's going to be biased. People are going to say, go out and listen to my shows from the first one. Not only will you see the improvements in me and everybody on here, but the data, the raw data there is unbelievable. I mean, you could build multiple encyclopedias with M&M. So go out, 
you know, invest in us. I guarantee you, you are making a great, great investment. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and just look at those shows. Go out and listen to them. Go out and listen to just the stuff over and over. Go out and listen to my latest show, Dear World. If you've been listening to it, there's a word that I say consistently after each weak phrase. That's the word you need to start moving along. And whether you do it bare knuckles or not, I, you know, that's up to you, um, whatever you're into. But when you use the word that I put in there, and I'm not going to say it. I want you to go listen to the show. It's going to make sense to you. And you got to get out of this weak, weak thinking. And these weak people you surround yourself with. If you want things in life, you're going to have to take, as Rocky says, the hits and keep moving forward. And there's so much truth to all that. So think about that. Also, too, sign up for a free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Um, I haven't been putting much out lately, but it goes to my MailChimp account. And uh, whenever I put material out, you're going to get tons of it, believe me. Also, too, another investment, investinmotivationmuscle.com through some advertising. Uh, my personal phone number's there. I'll talk to you. I don't want to go back and forth with email. Uh, because if it's not going to fit, I'm not wasting the time, I'll be honest with you. But I think email or uh, talking to someone is definitely a line of respect. And that's what I believe in. If you're here local in Albany, anywhere around here, I'll come meet you face-to-face and shake your hand. So, invest in that. Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell uh, Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. I had to think about that for a second. Um, as I said, I love bringing new people in here. Um, we've got Chris Pate coming in here momentarily. Chris was supposed to be on with me. I don't know. We, we tried at one point. With he and Donnie G. Fardino, we were going to do a three-way call, but, you know, once again, Skype problems. So, we, I, you know, I go back and forth with Chris on occasion, and I really wanted to get him in here because it's been probably two years, you know, and I know that's a long time, but he's busy, I'm busy, no excuses. He's here now. So I'm going to give you a little information on Chris. Number one, he's a family man, strong man. He's a police officer. And something really cool, he's created this whole buzz and spin, and you can go out and look at his page, it's called Sprocket Dogs. And we talk about the role of weightlifting, physical culture in your life and what you can do. And wait till you hear how he tied this all together. It's real, real interesting stuff. So Chris, um, always been in the family, but I'll say to you, welcome back. Welcome to the family, obviously. It's an honor to have you on, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I appreciate it. Let me start off and say that I'm a fan of the show and I started listening to you about two years ago. And when you, you know, when you asked me to come on the show, I was a little weirded out because I'm not a world class athlete. I'm not a trainer. I didn't know what I had to offer anybody. And uh, when I thought about it, though, I was like, you know, since 1994, that's when I started being a police officer. Yep. I've been mountain biking since then. And I created uh, a few years ago a, a Facebook group called Sprocket Dogs, mm-hmm. and it, it, I created it to honor one of my older dogs that was a, just a fantastic athlete, and to see if anybody else would uh, was, was interested in doing it, and it, and it sort of took off over the years. It's gotten bigger and bigger, so I've always been a physical person, and I, and I could talk about this subject for hours. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, so I presented it to you, and yep. that's why I'm here. No, well, yeah, but you know, when I, I talk on the shows, you know, it's like, um, 
you know, we don't care if you lift a 50-pound stone or a 450-pound stone. See, that's where I think we make inroads with so many different people, and that's where we really separate from the rest of the pack, just on that one thing. Yeah, your show is interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, your show is very interesting because you bring in um, from all facets of uh, of physical culture and fitness all kinds of people. So it covers a huge range of, um, you know, people who have different – uh, styles of whatever you want to call it, physical yeah. culture, working yep. out. It's really interesting. Well, not only that, Chris, I'm starting to see now, as I told Chris, and we said it on the show with Charlie and Alan last night, um, you know, Paul from Wales, the effect that this show's had on stone lifters in Wales. Now, as Charlie told me and Stevie Shanks said prior and last night, he said motivation muscle at the gathering, which is, a huge event to lift the Denny stones in Scotland every year this past August. He said, that's all people were talking about was motivation and muscle. And Douglas Graham was kind enough to go and interview people for the show, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Stevie had sent me, um, it, it would be, um, a symbol of the show. You know, everybody had it around their neck who competed he had sent me the same thing in a beautiful note, and he said, you deserve this just as much as anybody who stood on the stage because of what you've done and what you're doing for the growth of stones. But stones can be calculated in any way because, as I said, and we'll get right to you, Chris, is this. You can take the, the beauty of anything that we mess around with here, you can take it and create it to any size you want. I've already right. shown that with my nieces and nephews and what we're working on for next year. You know, you sent, you've had pictures right. up of your kids and stuff. Look, there's nothing out there, in my opinion, and I've played a ton of sports, that can translate to anybody. All right? That's the thing, and that's what's been lost here. And this is what we're bringing to the forefront now is this. When you just have these little strands of different people doing things, oh, that's great. But now we're taking this big set of strands and we're connecting it into a network. This is where we gain strength. This is where our voice gets heard all over the world and we start bringing more and more people in. But on that note, and you can comment any of that, uh, Chris, um, let's talk a little bit. You know, I, I know you've got a who's a steel, well, a who's a steel stone, all that stuff. Let's get let's let's backtrack a little bit before we get into sprocket dogs and because okay. because of obviously the connection with physical culture. So let's just talk a little bit. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, what you like to do in the weight room. Obviously, you like the stones. Take it away. It's all yours. Well, over the last, I'll just go back. Fucking start years ago when um, you know. I, I first got introduced to weightlifting through my father. He, yep. uh, when I was in high school, I got my first weight set. This is back in the eighties. It was the, uh, I don't know if you remember on the, uh, gold weeder sets. Yeah. Uh, I've was, seen all that. Yeah. Oh yep. uh, man. I, I wish I still had it. But, so, um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I started, you know, weightlifting back then, uh, went to college, still continued it a little bit. And, uh, when I graduated college, uh, I became a police officer in 1994. Mm-hmm. And I always had a small home gym. I continued to work out. And as the years progressed, um, I got married and I was able to put together over the last seven or eight years, I consider an incredible home gym. I'd rather work out in my garage with my stuff and go to any global gym or, you know, consumers type stuff like that. And um, it just started, you know, I'm running out of room, dude. I keep buying more and more stuff. I know. Yep. uh, But 
you know, over the years I've developed, um, you know, just looking for different modalities to work out, not yep. only with the free weights and the rack systems, but I, I, you know, I started playing around with maces and hammers mm-hmm. and clubs and, uh, I've got a bunch of those. I got some ADX clubs. I got stuff made by Ryan Pitts. And, um, when I started, you know, listening to your show, I never even heard of stones before. I'm like stone lifting. What's this? And, uh, I found it to be interesting. So yeah. went out and I had Ryan actually build me a Husafel stone, yep. a local steel one. And, uh, I went to a, um, like a landscaping supply place and I got some Tennessee river rocks. Yep. I got a couple of those. And then I actually had a buddy at work here just recently. He got into stone lifting. <laughs> and, um, he had some, uh, Slater stone molds. Oh, wow. Yeah, he gave me one. He wanted to give it. I, I used the mold to build a, a, a stone for myself. Sure. Yeah, I got to tell you, when you think you're strong, when you go to pick up a stone, it's very humbling because yeah. uh, it's a totally different type of workout. It is uh, it, it, the whole body's involved in it, and it's 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 really difficult just because of the way it's positioned and the shape of it. But um, it, it's definitely fun, and it's something that you can incorporate into any kind of uh, workout program that you do. Yeah, and it breaks the monotony of just doing regular weightlifting. Well, I'll tell you, we were talking about, you know, Iceland and everything else and how yeah. many, many, many big deadlifters have gone and they couldn't even budge the Husafel stone off the ground. And the the response all the time is this. Well, it's only 418 pounds. I, I, I'll i tell you, as being there twice, that 418 pounds will drop your jaw when you walk up on it. Believe me. Well, uh, yeah. Thicker than you, it's over eight inch. It's about eight inches thick on the side. Mine here, I made them a little wider just for the sake of it. There are very few handholds, meaning there's not much you can bury your fingers into. Uh, a lot of people turn it 45 uh, more sideways to lift it up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not even the case of picking it up, which is incredible. Walk 50 meters with it, and it's not blacktop where it's nice and even and straight. So the point of the matter is here, you know, Steve Jack always said, you know, uh, um, barbells are made to be lifted, but stones are defiant. And there's an awful lot of truth to that. And and I'm not putting down a barbell either. Uh, Barbells are defiant too. But the point of the matter is you're messing with something that is not balanced um, it could obviously, I, I'm one of the people like Bill Crawford. I mean, we tore our bicep there, um, et cetera, et cetera. But the beauty of it is, man, I believe that if you really understand what stone lifting is and what it can comprise for you, I know there's tons of modalities out there. You know, we talked about clubs and, and hammers and jump roping and this, that, and the other thing. I'm telling you right now. You learn the master stones and how we do them here. I guarantee you, and if you don't believe me and you live in my area, I'll train you for free. I'll get you in the best shape you've ever been in your life. And I mean quick, strong, agile. I mean you'll be happier than any point in your life. But I will tell you this. If you don't come in here with the attitude that you're going to succeed, it will break you. And I mean, it will break you where you won't come back again. It's happened here multiple times. Um, I never start anybody out with a full load, even though they want it. That's not the way to do it. We usually start with sandbags before we even touch a stone, et cetera, et cetera. So you want to go out and taste something? Get a stone. Get a sandbag. 
begin. And if you live in the Northeast like me, it's even better because then you got to fight elements and cold and, and you can't hold anything because nothing will even adhere to your flannel shirt. I mean, when you're talking zero or below that, you got some stuff going on, but that's a whole nother thing. But yes, yeah, stones are incredible. And you know, like, like yourself, I mean, um, my nieces and nephews, um, 11 and eight right now, um, they're going to be doing some more things with me, but they love sandbags and they're ready to go to the next one now. And, um, it's a very interesting thing to think something so simple as that, you know, cause life everywhere to me is just complicated and it doesn't have to be like that. Think about this, something so basic as straddling something, getting in the proper position, having your head looking straight ahead, grabbing this thing as hard as you can and coming up with it. What What is more easier? Well, I won't say it's easy, but what is more simple in the way you you define something? So go ahead, um, comment on anything. Well, yeah, no, definitely. It, it may look easy, but it's very humbling. And yep. uh, when I, you know, that book that just came out on stone lifting, I got that and I was reading through it. And the cool thing about that book, it lists all the weights of all the famous stones. Yeah. And you're looking at this, and I'm like, oh, man, I got a ways to go to even try to pick up the stones. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. I'm struggling here with, like, a, a 200-pound steel stone that's, like, made to lift. And I'm like, you know, and then the 150-pound the uh, the Slater stone, and yep. I'm just looking at these, these some of these stones are 226, 400 pounds, all this stuff. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And some of these guys just manhandle them. But, well, uh, yeah, it's definitely – yeah, but you know, Chris, you got to remember this. A lot of them, this is what they're doing too. Right? Right, I'm not yeah. taking anything away from them. Um, Martin will be on here next Saturday, who wrote that book, um, and we're going to be talking about that. And he's got a second book in the works right now. We're going to be hitting on too. So you know, it's like um, the best thing to do is see what I found with stones, especially different ones, is how to raise them depending on what I'm going to put them on, where I'm going to run, uh, you know, I can go X number of feet and have it supported on something else. Cause I'm here alone. Right. Um, and it's a great way to train because when you do the highs and lows with stones, not only does it make your heart like a racehorse, but you'll learn to work very hard on every set. Now, the reason why I'll do a heavy medium or a heavy light or a light medium or whatever I'm doing for that day is because the best response to your body is to not take it and hammer it through the ground. So when you're, say you're walking 30 feet with 300-pound stone and you put it to wherever your station is, and on the other side of the station you have another stone, and say that's at 180. Now, that is going to feel obviously much lighter coming back but what it does besides um positions you in a different way and by that i mean the hold on it the squeeze on it which is so important but here's the biggest thing it's called recovery and when you can recover between sets efficiently well maybe now i load that stone to 310 and just go 10 feet and grab that other stone hit it at 200 or 205 and walk that thing 50 feet, all right? So what you're doing is you're doing this up-and-down position where it's getting you in the best shape of your life. And that's not counting the stuff we do inside the power rack with them. I also have hanging toe chains where they literally hang from, 
and doing things like that. I mean, I haven't gone into anything we do here, really. Um, Stevie Shanks is on me constantly. you got to get that material out there. I said, do you know how much material is there alone? And all the stuff I'm doing with John McKean now with mid-range power rack is just insane. So it's just like when, when I can sit down next year and do stuff, I will do it. But right now, there's just not the time, and there's a lot of things you're constantly working out and seeing, okay, is this going to add, or do we want to write this down and put it in later? So, um, you know, it's real interesting, too, obviously, the power of physical culture. And before we get into the whole deal with Sprocket Dogs, because we're going to equate all this and tie this into what this has done for your life and everything. But if there's a couple things you could name, and, and, you know, we can go on and on with it, but a couple things that come to mind, I say to you, physical culture, what do you say to me? Physical culture, in my mind, is anything you do that's going to allow you to continue your life in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. All the things that I do, as far as working out, weightlifting, this all helps me enjoy life and do the hobbies, outdoor activities that I truly enjoy. And I mean, at 49 years old, yep. you know, the, I use the physical aspect of the weightlifting, the stones, the maces, the hammers. All these are tools to allow me to continue to do what I love. You know, they keep me in shape. They keep my weight down. They keep me strong. And I can go out and enjoy all the outdoor activities. I don't, I don't see myself slowing down. As I age, you know, right. I might physically might be a little slower, but I'll still be able to do these things just like I'm doing now. Right. And, uh, you know, with the with the, the physical aspect of it, this, it, you know, years ago when I became a police officer, the one thing that I worried about when I first started was, man, I'm going to get fat because I'm yep. working 12 hour shifts. Yep. A lot of them turn into 15 hour shifts. What am I going to do? I was working out at the time and uh, I remember as a kid that I used to love BMX bikes yep we would race them we'd make ramps all this stuff yep. and in 1994 uh mountain biking had hit the scene and i just went out and bought a mountain bike just to see if i would like it to see if it would be you know part of my aerobic base to help keep me in shape and um the first time i hit a local trail in my city i was hooked yeah and uh i mean it, it was awesome it incorporated you know the bike i was outside i was getting fresh air and, uh, you know, one day I'm working out with weights, the next day I go out and mountain bike yep. and it just became a passion of mine really. And, you know, it was, it was all coincidence too. Cause back in 94, it was the first time I ever had a dog on my own as an adult. Right. And, um, he was a, a mutt. He was a mixture of a, of a Rottweiler and a Doberman. If you can imagine this. Yeah. Yep. And he, he had a very strange body. He was big and tall. He was like 80 pounds and he, but he had, he was kind of lanky, but he had muscle. And he had the squared off head a little bit. Yep. And, you know, of course, I just started mountain biking. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this dog with me and see what he can do. And sure enough, man, I brought him out on the trails. And it's like he, he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And it just led into one thing. And it, all of a sudden, it became a passion of mine. Yep. And over the years, I have, uh, you know, always had dogs. And I've incorporated. when that dog died, he lived to be about 13. I wow. actually went out. And specifically got dogs that were athletic. Yep. So the physical culture of my life made me want to pick out a dog. Actually, I wanted to get in three of them. Yep. That was athletic <laughs> in itself that I could share my life with. Yep. And uh, my my wife was all, she's a dog person. She was like, oh, that's great. You know, that's kind of why we got married because we were both into dogs. Yep. 
So I went out, I did some, actually how I found the dogs that I really fell in love with, they're called Blue Healers, Australian Cattle Dogs, I call them Cow Dogs. Yep. And uh, they're the dog you see on the Mad Max Road Warrior movie. Yep. But um, so we were out in Moab. In 2003, we flew out there. I did all the famous trails, mountain biking, et cetera, hiking trails, all this stuff. We had a great time. And uh, we asked the locals one day, we're like, hey, we want to go. Is there a swimming hole out here? You know, it's like 110 degrees. We want to go hit, you know, go swimming. And they're like, yeah, there's this, you know, follow this trail. It was right next to the Slick Rock Trail. We hiked up. We were going through Red Rock Canyon, just like you see on TV, waist sure. deep water. We were hiking back in there. All of a sudden, we come to this swimming hole, and uh, there's a bunch of people there. There's a bunch of dogs running around. They're running up the rocks, jumping through a hole into the water. And that's the first time I saw. I knew some of them were uh, border collies. And then yep. I saw Blue Healer. And I'm like, man, that is a cool-looking dog. And that's what got me started. So I did some research. And then uh, when my big dog, when he finally died, you know, um, I waited. I had to wait a little while. I wasn't sure. ready for a new dog. And then um, I went out and got a Blue Healer. And I raised him. And, you know, I took him mountain biking. And it was just it was perfect. And I wound up actually getting three of them. I had a whole pack. And, uh, over the years, you know, over the last 24 years, you know, uh, you know, riding bikes and working out and dealing with my dogs, I actually learned how to train them. And, uh, so when I was coming on your show, man, I was like, you know, the dogs are just as athletic as people. Yeah. And, definitely. you know, you got sporting dogs, the herding dogs, the working group, um, certain terriers, a lot of your hound dogs, these, a lot of these dogs are extremely athletic. And they can run and do all kinds of stuff. You're talking sledding dogs, um, fly ball, frisbee dogs, whatever, water dogs. Yep. And so basically, you know, when I got these dogs, I just started, you know, it was almost a natural thing. I really didn't study it until later on, you know, how to train these dogs. But, um, you know, I live in Florida. It's extremely hot in the summer. Yep. And um, so our sports activities in the summer are limited to water sports, hiking, um, playing in the backyard and stuff like that. I cannot take them mountain biking. However, to keep their strength levels up, you know, I do short, high intensity interval training with them. And, uh, you know, something which people would see, you know, playing fetch with a dog is extremely simple. But the athletic dogs, when they sprint back and forth to, you know, chase the ball or their frisbee, sure. they're building, they're building their muscles. Yep. And, um, you know, this is par- actually part of, um, a lot of your, uh, sports training. Uh, people that train their dogs for different activities in the off seasons, basically they're just playing with their dogs to keep them in shape. Sure. So you're looking short interval training. Uh, it's going to build up their muscles, to, you know, and when the season comes in, like for me in Florida, it's just now getting cool in North Florida. I live in Tallahassee. Uh, the weather's dropping. So over the last few weeks, it's really our mountain bike season for the dogs. Yeah. And I've started to bring them out again. Um, you know, they maintain their muscle mass throughout the summer and now we're going into the winter mountain biking, and um, I've been building their mileage up on the trails. So, I mean, just like yesterday, I brought them out, and the big dog did seven miles. I got a giant wow. Labrador Retriever. And, um, no, that dog is interesting of its own because last year my mom died, and I inherited that dog. Okay. And uh, he was literally 104 pounds when I got him. Yeah. He's a, a yellow lab. And uh, it, it, I, didn't know, I didn't know what to expect from this dog. You know, I was going to take care of him. He was going to be part of the family. Um, I didn't know what he was capable of doing. And uh, so my wife and I, we put him on a strict diet and just started exercising with him just like the other dogs. And over a course of months, uh, last time I weighed him, he was 67 pounds. Unbelievable. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, man. This dog is, is just 
the greatest dog I've been around in a long time. He's, he's just his whole attitude is great, but uh, he's extremely muscular now. And the, even when I brought him to the vet, they couldn't believe it. They were like, "Oh my god, this dog it looks like a completely different dog." And uh, just yesterday, this dog he ran seven miles. Yeah, yeah, for a big dog. Okay, yeah. um, you know my blue healers, man, they can run. Shoot, I can get when they're in top shape during the season. They can get up to 15 to 20 miles. Easy. That's unreal. Um, yeah. You know, but, you know, these dogs, when I go out riding with them, um, you know, it is a highly aerobic activity for them. They are running. So I do it at their pace. Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to blow them out. And uh, deep in the, and the, this, this, the mountain biking and the outdoor activities is, is really turned into a lifestyle is what I would call it with the physical portion of it, the, the biking portion. It encompasses everything. So, me and my family, we do a lot of traveling. We bought an we bought an RV. It's basically a doghouse on wheels. That's why we <laughs> bought it. So, so we can bring our dogs everywhere with sure, us. Sure, you know. Sure, sure. And uh, so over the years, man, we have visited all the famous areas, famous trails in the United States, all the way from Sedona, Arizona, to North Carolina, to Texas, um, Georgia, Alabama. And um, but the, you know, when I go to these different areas, I always scope the trails out. I know what I'm getting into. I know what areas of the trail that I can, you know, ramp it up with the dogs and stuff like that and or tone it down depending on the length of the trail. And, you know, these are all things that if you have an athletic dog, you know, obviously you have to be aware of. You don't want to burn the dog out 10 miles in the trail and have to right. carry him out. Right. So, but, you know, it, and it's just the whole, you know, so but what I'm saying is if you're an athletic person and you get an athletic dog, a lot of people will pick athletic dogs. Like say you're, if you're a runner, you want to go jogging with your dog, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're a water person, you're kayaking or you're paddleboarding, which I do a lot of that with the dogs here in Florida. Uh, people will pick certain dogs for that. And winter sports, uh, yeah. there's you know, tons of dogs that do sled pulling, um, the the uh, ski joring, bike joring, which uh, is a unique sport unto itself. I didn't even know about it till a couple of years ago. And basically, there are people will you know tie their dogs to a bike or or um, like a sled, yeah. and they make they make dry land sleds too, or uh, you know, like it's um like scooters, yeah. and they then they race the dogs. It's it's really cool. It's a big sport in uh, Europe. But I do use some of the equipment. Um, if you go to like Amazon and you type in bike joring, or there's a good company called Nooks Racing. They make uh, parts for your bicycle that you can attach your dog to it, and they're very simple. Yeah. And I just take them around the block to burn some energy off, and um, the equipment they use for that's very simple, and you just attach it to the bike. It's part of it's got a bungee cord. So, so the dog won't pull you off the bike, but uh, if people want to look into that. It's an easy way to get your dog involved in, you know, some activity. But uh, yeah, the physical culture leading in with the dogs just become a lifestyle. And uh, I like the Sprocket Dog Facebook group that I started. Yeah, really was a it was a way for me to honor the memory of my dog Sprocket. And uh, he was a blue healer. He uh, was a just a fantastic athlete. And so I created the little Facebook page. I didn't know if anybody else was interested in it. And it started, you know, people started joining and people from all over the world, you know, mountain bike with their dogs. And it's not just mountain biking on the Facebook group. It's all kinds of outdoor activities. It primarily focuses with mountain biking. But, uh, you know, there's people from, from, I got a guy, from, I actually have a guy from Scotland that I mailed some stuff out to <laughs> uh, from South Africa, England, yep. Canada, all over the United States. And uh, if anybody is interested in any sort of uh, mountain biking with your dogs or any kind of athletic activity, you know, join the group. Look at it. We got beginners. They come on there asking for all kinds of inf- information. Everybody on there is great, man. Everybody helps each other out. 
Yep. And uh, in the photographs and the videos are just amazing. Some of the stuff these people do and, and just the videos and, and the photographs, they're beautiful. Some yeah. of the areas of these people, yeah. I'm jealous, man. I look at the areas they live in and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to retire so I can go experience these <laughs> things. You know? Yeah. And, I uh, mean, look, the bottom line is, you know, it's amazing what weights physical culture can do for you. We preach this on show after show. It's like when you start to understand what the value of what you're doing, whether it's in a gym, at your home, outside, and you incorporate these things, these standards we talk about, or you come up with your own, and, you know, as I say, repetition, repetition, through the years, through the decades, keep building, you know, whatever happens, you're going to see your way through it, you know, and that goes for everything. I mean, people have had massive injuries, have come back and won. And you see in Chris's story there, I mean, and so many of us can talk about anything. You know, I talk about Jimmy and the Hulk, the influence that had on me at a very, very young age. And then losing him, which just propelled me even further. Because what it did for me was it made me appreciate my health. You know, and and I don't think a lot of people really appreciate it because... You'll see them appreciate it when they get a bad medical news, all right? Well, hopefully you'll all of them get through it. Some do, some don't. But don't wait for that to be told to you. And when you are very good physically, you know, Chris discovered this with his dogs, all right? I, I You know, I take care of my uh, sister and brother-in-law's dogs whenever they go away. Um, two fantastic dogs. We lost... The first American Bull, I think, five years ago. Um, that was pretty rough. That guy was incredible. He was just beautiful, too. And then we get Hershey, who's lab in pity, I think. He's beautiful. He's shiny, all black. He's got a little bit of white on his back paws. But both of them, this is where I see the connection, especially with everything. They're like the best pals you could ever have in your life. At least these guys are with me. I mean, they're great family, dogs, everything. But there's a little bit of a different relationship. Like, if he's over here, you know, my I'll say, well, yeah, we got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and we went out. And my sister was like, he never gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I said, he does with me. And, you know, we're out walking hills. You know, we zigzag up and down. It's, you know, he's in the car. He's loving it. But what I'm saying is, is it's this unconditional love from these animals, and all you're doing is being decent to them. And they will – he sticks to me like glue. If I'm at the house working up here in my office, he doesn't move. Other than he'll jump up and he wants you, you know, to show you some affection. You know, That's just the way it is, you know. And physical culture, and I'm going to go right to you in a moment, Chris, is this. You don't understand – what this stuff truly is about until you totally get into it. And then, you know, we're talking about businesses like with me and so many entrepreneurs on here. You know, we're talking about Chris, too. I mean, you know, go out, create a, a, a group, Sprocket Dogs, and 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 the mountain biking with them. And, and the thing is, see, animals are the same as people. They love to be loved. They love to be around people and give you their love. But the main thing is they, they want to be in shape, too. I mean, honestly, I mean, 
look what he said with his mother's lap. You know, he was over 100 pounds. They got him down to a little over 60, but like anybody, how do you feel? Ter- you know, obviously, once you drop 40 pounds and you're more muscled and athletic than ever, big changes. So, see, that's what I'm saying. Dogs walk around with their head down just like people. It's all who you surround yourselves with, and I'll say this again. I'll give it to Chris because we're getting near time, is this. What you think about most and whom you hang around with and surround yourself with is really going to dictate what is coming into your life, whether you want it or not. It's all yours, Chris. Yeah, I just wanted to touch when you brought up the relationship with the dog. The thing that I found out, especially with the athletic dogs, when you share your life with them, they and you bring them out and you do these adventures with these dogs, they become just as stoked as you are to travel, to go to these trails. The bond that occurs with the dogs when you're out there exercising with them is incredible. Yep. Um, it, it, when I'm 15 miles into a trail with my dog and they're, they're exploring it, they're, they're living in the moment, they, they're experiencing you know trails they've never been on before, that entire process – has created. I mean, the bonds that I have with my dogs are unbelievable. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you know, and even, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if I take them to a local trail, they're that to them is great also. But the the whole process of when we get in that car and we go on vacation, and they know they know what that is when they sure. see the RV come out, and we hit and we hit these new areas. I mean, I'm excited because I've never done these areas, and they, and they, and they are just as excited as me. And the the the, the bonding process that occurs really it starts as a puppy. But, yep. you know, I'm bringing them out like my puppies when I train them the whole first year. All we're doing is we're just doing obedience training. I'm introducing them to the trails, stuff like that. There's yep. no hardcore exercising, just yep. puppy play, basically. But th- to take a little puppy and you bring them on these trails just to do a little walk, you know. Sure. And then as the time goes on, usually I would say after 12 months to 14 months, depending on the dog. Some people even say 18 months. Then you can begin to introduce them to some really hardcore running and exercise and stuff like that. But, you know, the training's already there as far as the obedience. Now I'm introducing them to whatever athletic endeavor that I'm doing, which in my case would be mountain biking. Yeah. And we just go from there. But that whole – these dogs, when people see my relationship with my – I've had people tell me that if they were a dog, they'd want to be my dog. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I know – there's a lot of people out there. Everybody's got dogs and everybody's got fantastic relationships and everybody treats their dogs, you know, the way they would want to be treated. I hope, you know, and, uh, but you know, just for me alone, the, the whole thing with the dogs has really become the aspect of my life. If you were to ask me, what, what is your life about? And my lifestyle, I'm a mountain biker and I mountain bike with my dogs and I yep. do outdoor activities with my dogs and my family. Um, the cool thing is, uh, my daughter, I got her involved in it, in the mountain biking. So she, she gets to come out in these trails with me way out in the middle of nowhere with the dog. And, um, it, it's really cool, man. And just to share that, all that with her and get her in, involved in it, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Like I, you know, for Christmas this year, she comes up to me and she says, dad, I need to get a new paddleboard. Okay. <laughs> yep. These things are like over a thousand bucks. Right. But that, you know what, when she asked me for a paddleboard, I was ecstatic. Yeah. Because she wasn't asking me for a computer or, or something. She wanted a paddleboard because she wants to go outside with me and, and experience, you know, all the stuff we do on the paddleboards at the beach and the lakes and stuff. And um, so I was like, yeah, you definitely. Because her paddleboard basically now is it, old and it's become a dog paddleboard. Sure, sure, sure. You know? But uh, that type of stuff, man, that just that blew me away, you know. And it so 
but the, but the bonding with my family, with the dogs, it, you know, these dogs are a part of my life and anybody else, if you, when you go to Sprocket Dogs or some of these other Facebook groups and stuff and see how these people interact with these dogs and uh, what these dogs are physically capable of, it is mind blowing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I tell somebody my dog can run 20 miles, they don't believe me. I'm like, well, it's on video. You can go watch it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, man. But the, the, the whole lifestyle with it, the traveling, just the, you know, knowing my dogs are physically fit, you know, and it keeps me motivated. You know, when sure. I'm working, I want to stay in shape so I can do more things with my family with and my dogs yep. and my friends. Yep. I, no, I agree. Um, yeah. what was I guess, there's something I was going to say. Um, what was it now? It escapes me. Well, I'll, pu- I'll put it to you this way, and, I, and I'll have you give out all the info and everything momentarily, is this. Never, ever count yourself out in anything you do. Keep doing what you're doing. If you're not sure, find a way to do it. Look where it's led, Chris. Look where it's led me and everybody else. There is nothing better than physical culture. That's the bottom line. Sprocket wouldn't be around without physical culture. FBC and Eminem wouldn't be around without physical culture. This is the point I'm trying to make. Do you see the connections with everything, with Chris, his family, the dogs, his daughter especially? It's great for a kid that didn't say, Dad, get me a $1,500 iPhone. I'd be like, ugh. You know, this is the thing. So what we're doing here, what Chris is doing, and so many other people that are involved in the Eminem family is this. We believe that there's plenty of room for us to go out and get us and people back, all right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with technology. I wouldn't be able to talk to Chris otherwise, okay? But the point of the matter is this. Kids, adults need to be outdoors. And if you can take the cold, I'd even push that harder, all right? That's just me. I'm, I'm definitely a snow leopard. There's no doubt about it. And if you don't know what they are, go look it up. Um, Chris, summarize anything you like. Give out all the information. I'll give mine. Hang on the line. And we'll get you back on uh, probably in January because December is just hammered. So take it away, my friend. Well, I would say if anybody out there listening to this, you know, wants to get information about training an athletic dog, owning an athletic dog, uh, especially for mountain biking. And when I mean any kind of cycling we've got people that just you know go to their local parks and stay on the concrete trails yep it doesn't matter there's tons of information on on the facebook group it's called sprocket dogs just like it sounds um the and the people there you know i run the group there's no drama there's nothing like that in fact i've got people telling me that's the one group they go to that that they enjoy it's like an escape from facebook yeah i know yeah yep you go there well, it's just like your group. You know, there's no drama. There's nothing like that. People are going there for information, right? Um, to learn about this stuff and to share their lives and what they do with their dogs. And and you know, and you get to see all these different areas that you okay. I want to go. Like you want to do the Husafell Stone in, in right. Iceland, right? I want to go to Whistler, uh, British Columbia, and Canada, man, so I can do these famous trails there. Yep. So, but uh, you know, so anybody can join. You, you don't even if you're just thinking about getting a dog and you want to see what it's all about and you, you know you and you want to try it, come look at it. Um, you know it, it's, it's 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 an awesome site. That's all I can say. And the yeah, people there, all, the, all the people, the, there are so many interesting people in the group that it's just it's it's really cool, man. And it's called Sprocket Dogs. If you want info, it's there. Okay, very good. Um, all right, sir. 
This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Obviously, um, you can go out to uh, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. If there's a show you'd like Chris and I to do, anything in that vicinity, send me something. We'll accommodate you. I guarantee it. Also, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. Um, Spotify we're on now. We are on Google Podcast. If you want to get Eminem in your car 24-7, it's called AHA Directory. It's pronounced, pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire. As you heard Chris, myself, everybody here, five words can change your life for the good or the bad. And I mean that wholeheartedly. My mom, when we were kids, would always say, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are dealing with. I'm sure um, Chris could tell us a billion horror stories that he sees. But then again, I'd rather listen to the ones where they succeed. And that's what it's really all about. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great hoose of steel, Crusher Stone says in blood red domination, we clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, has been listening to us from the very beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone just dripping, ripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave now, brother, and it's getting taller and wider. Believe me, the growth is insane. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. No matter how busy he was, he'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that on your best or worst day, or just walk around and say it. I guarantee you, you'll have a grin from ear to ear on your on your, on your face. I'm telling you right now. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming, because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Stick with us. We'll be here for 30 more years. Tell your friends, we need you, you need us, and push these shows out to everyone. I'm telling you, this is the most and the best undiscovered show out there, but it's not becoming undiscovered anymore. It's creating buzz everywhere, and now we're all over the planet, thanks to Blueberry. So... Grow, grow, grow. Also, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We'll take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And how many people would say that in today's world? And before I say goodbye to Chris, um, remember, the world is asking something from you. You can also ask it. But you know what? As Steve Jack says, you must learn to shoulder responsibility. So very important. Decide what you do want to do and get that burning desire that will not go out. You will succeed. And when you hear the show we did with Charlie and Alan, we really hit a lot of that big time. Um, these are things that are going to catapult you to where you want to go. And I know with schools, they don't teach a lot of this stuff. They don't care about it. They want to just keep you on the assembly line with everybody else. That's not here. We want you to stand out and achieve. Be an example. Be a standard. Offer a solution. That is what it's all about. Um, Chris, it's great to have you on. We'll have you back, definitely. Um, I can think of a million things we can hit, 
besides even with the dogs and just the mental tenacity and the thought to get things done and, you know, why we do the things we do. So it's been an honor, sir, to have you on. We'll get this show up uh, Sunday at some point. We'll get you out there more and more, and I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anytime. Um, you know, as I always say, you all have greatness in you, um, winners, champions, and you're unstoppable. And there's so much truth to that. Surround yourself with people that are even better than you are. That's the way to do things. That's how you get somewhere in life, I'm telling you right now. So think about all those things. So for uh, Chris Pate, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, this show will be up tomorrow. Uh, right after, in eight minutes, I have Mark Haydock on. And I think we're going to hammer the trap bar deadlift. Because the more and more we talk with people, especially stone lifting, this trap bar is just one incredible piece of equipment that will take you to that next step, I believe, totally. So we'll see, and uh, we'll get that show up, obviously, by Monday, but that'll be great. So, for Chris Pate, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Um, this was great because this is something we never dabbled in. The, you know, animals are incredible. And they love you, man, and you love them back. And I just don't see how anybody could be not only mean to people and physically hurt them. It's the same way with a dog or cat or anything. But there's a lot of people out there that just, I don't know. I, I'd love to get real graphic, but I'm not going to. Um, but take care of things. Take care of yourself, your health, your family, your pets, all that great stuff. And enjoy Thanksgiving, um, but we'll have some shows on before then, too. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. And as the great Doc Ridge says, keep smiling. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.